This podcast is presented by Steak Sauce Media. Grab a joint, drop the veil, and cruise the multiverse with the Chronic Gals. Let me tell you a little something about the chronic gals Just two best buds and they're very best pals Talking about cannabis, that good, that tree So grab a joint and just fuck with me Hey! Welcome everybody back to the Chronic Gals Podcast I'm your host Riley And I'm Ashleen And we're here Here we are Back (laughs) in our studio For maybe, could be, probably one of the last times Maybe, or... I mean, we still have a little time we could record in here. Probably. But it's just so cold. Cold. (laughs) Anyway, we're happy to be back for another episode. We have a really good interview today. Really good. Really good. We talked to Seth Lyon, Mm -hmm. who is a trauma... I think his title is Somatic Experience Practitioner. Thank you. I knew knew as soon as I said it, it was going to be wrong, but... (laughs) But anyway, he teaches you how to deal with your trauma. Yeah. And he's awesome. And we are kind of finishing up our thought process from episode 69 when we kind of talk about neurodivergence and trauma and um, instead of just like stoned blabbering, we're actually talking to a person who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. So it's really exciting. Yeah. I like this. I like this conversation. Me too. I had a lot of fun and I feel like there's a lot more we could get into with him. I in feel like future, we were totally so. dipping our toes in yeah. to the, like the friendship pool, I and then so. I think the next conversation will get war galactic, way more woo. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those like, oh, I'm gonna meet a new friend, yeah. and then I don't want to get too weird, but I know that they're weird. Right? Like, how weird can we get together? Exactly. So next time we'll get even weirder. Well, awesome. But before we get into that interview, let's talk about some weed stuff. Yes, this podcast brought to you by. Passion flower. Passion flower. It is this brand, um, <laughs> clearly, that. So, you know, y'all know Fairwinds. Everyone here, if you're in Washington, should know Fairwinds. Should know Fairwinds. They are one of the be- better loved medical, f- like, leaning cannabis brands mm-hmm. out here in Washington. Are they anywhere else other than their CBD stuff? No, they're just in Washington for their cannabis. Their cannabis THC. But yeah, stuff. they did start like a hemp CBD company, mm-hmm. and I believe you can buy that nationwide, possibly worldwide. I'm not sure. Worldwide. Worldwide. But um, so Fairwinds is finally handing out, not handing out, selling their. <laughs> <laughs> I should yeah be clear on that. Yeah. Um, selling their flower that they grow that they put into their medicine. They're selling it flowered. In joints, in concentrates. You know, they used to sell their flour, like a very, like probably 2015, 16. What did, was it under Fairwinds? It was under the Fairwinds name. name. It was only like maybe three strains. But one of the strains was named after the buyer at the store that I worked at. Because like Mike? they were, Mike McCoy, yeah, because they were like close, they were buddies. So they made a, stra- a strain of Blue Diesel, I think, that was called the Real McCoy. They named that strain the Real McCoy. That's neat. <laughs> I want a stray named after after me. Shortly after that, they stopped selling flowers, though. So, and <sighs> I mean, not not because not just not like for any reason for there, the flower. Yeah, it was yeah. really because they wanted to focus on their medical stuff. Yeah, but it's really it's actually very cool that they are now selling their flower because they have an amazing growing operation. Yeah. So their whole, I mean, they 
are medical focused, so they're really into um, making sure that what you're consuming is good for your body. Um, so on the back it says pesticides are gross, <laughs> which I totally agree. Um, and then the back of the packaging says passion flower is dedicated to providing high quality cannabis because pesticides are gross and clean flower is possible. So go find them on Instagram at passionflower.cc and their website is passionflowerwa.com. And I checked it out because, so one of the reasons that why I wanted to feature this brand not only do is their grow, are their growing practices great, but their packaging is really amazing. And you, y'all know we've been on this packaging rant. So on all of their stuff, and including on their website, um, each strain has the top terpenes listed. For this platinum Kush breath, it's um, caryophylline, limonene, and humulene. It gives they provide um, like flavor notes and the like effect like feels chill mellow and hazy and then they give you this um like scale from sun to moon oh it's like a sliding little scale of what um i didn't even notice that that's so cute yeah so this platinum yeah kush breath is more nighttime weed which is such a much better scale to go off of than indica sativa Mm -hmm. so and this other one we have is lemon meringue. The top terpenes are terpenoline, limonene, and myrcene. Tastes like lemon, pine, and buttercream. Feels uplifting, conversational, and stimulating. And it is, I don't know, it's like 75% sunny. Yeah, I would On agree with that. Bing. But I just, I really appreciate their just little labels. It is possible for all companies to provide terpene i guess if it, it's possible but because of testing right you have to get your product tested to know what kind of stuff is in it yeah but you have to get your product tested anyway so what are you guys doing with that extra paint like the i'm gonna not speak angry at you i'm sorry <laughs> but it's like if you have that information right. isn't it just like a copy paste away from putting it onto your yeah labels? it shouldn't be that difficult to even like populate a spreadsheet that goes into make a graph or something like yeah it's it's okay we'll get there it's yeah yeah. but that's why we're highlighting brands that are doing excuse me doing um what we say and i even like shout out to their pre-rolls which pre-rolls are notorious for having absolutely no label space Mm -hmm. to include any any information but they have their little sun and moon scale here they have the top terpenes and the tasting notes and actually, they have, like, quite a bit more real estate, I guess, depending on where the store puts their barcode sticker. But, yeah, shout out Passionflower for their informative packaging. Yeah. So, we I picked up Jelly Breath to try. Did you just go through the... I did not read them. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I got to remember. Ooh. Smell good. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Ooh, ooh. Okay, also, before we get into this jelly breath, the eights were about $25, so affordable. Mm-hmm. The joint... Oh my gosh, I was thinking grams. I was like, affordable? What grams? Oh no, eight, eight yeah, sorry. three and a half grams. My brand. Um, $25. The joint, I feel like, was like $7, and it's a two half gram joint. I love two half grams. Love me a two half gram joint moment. Yeah. But... 
Also, when you open these packages, they're the smell is just so potent. It's so beautiful. And okay, y'all know I smoke a shit ton of weed. My partner and I got this like a week ago. Ooh. We have a nug left, y'all. Nice. We have a nug left. I will say that we've bought a couple joints in between there. <laughs> so it's, you know, lasted. But this means that we didn't have to keep smoking weed. You know, we didn't oh, have to yeah. keep packing bowls to get to where we wanted to be. Yeah. So. That's dope. It's super dope. Should we cheers to jelly bread? Let's cheers. Are we each going to have one? We can share. All right. I'm fine sharing. We can still share one here. Idea. Oh. You can light it. <clears throat> so, huzzah, passion flower. Thank you, everybody, at on the Fair Ones compound, passion flower compound. Thanks for always providing good friggin' weed, yo. Yeah, I wonder if they're still growing in their spot. They're a Vancouver brand? They're a Vancouver brand. I feel like I saw on their website that this was not in Vancouver. Hold on, let me. I don't think they have the space logistically in their facility that I've been to in Vancouver to produce enough flour to both fuel their, like, medical side and do their own, like, yeah. recreational side. So they probably have another building. So their the Passion Flower website, it says, Our flowers curated by terpenes, flavor, and effect. Passion Flower is de- designed to always stand out from the crowd. We provide relevant information about each cultivar while staying away from terms like indica and sativa. Harvest dates are listed on every batch, and we pride ourselves on keeping fresh flower available. And then it like goes through the current flower strains. Oh, they have a Shangri-La. Ooh, love Shangri-La. And yeah, they're just like dedicated to provide. Oh, we are dedicated to <laughs> providing transparency and information about each of our products. So. So they do flower, flower, vape, and concentrate. Is that what that? Yeah. Said? Mm-hmm. Nice. Love that. And it's like a nicely rolled pre-roll too. I don't know. I'm, I know that pre-rolls are kind of like, what am I trying to say? Like, they're not like the highest quality product on yeah. a product line. Oh, but, um. I've been noticing that the qualities of pre-rolls are going down. Yes. And I don't, it could just be staffing shortages, you know, like. Like logistical. Like literally uh, manufactured things everywhere, the quality is going down. Even like Trader Joe's frozen food is not as good as it used to be. Interesting. So, yeah, there's like stems there. Or like horizontal stems. Lots of horizontal stems where it's like you have to unpack the entire, entire thing in order to pull the stem out or just, you know, smoke it all in a bowl or whatever. And I don't know. I'm not trying to, like, call out brands, but I got this pre-roll last week from a high-end brand that's two-pack two pack joints where one was, like, itty-bitty and densely packed and the other one was long and less it like more ideally packed in my opinion like loosely packed but it's just like the where's the quality control or, or at least if you're gonna like, have a tattoo like if you're gonna like at least 
size them make them look the same because like this might weigh the same amount but then like look at this cone this whole like there's probably about a centimeter towards the tip that that was just squished down and or and then it was all just like packed in really hard and it's the same strain like it's the same flower yeah, it in came in the same the tube. i mean but you know again like i get people are it's a hard industry out here people are having trouble getting you know hire hiring people and i don't know but clean up your joints or look for the little stems or it matters the like the details matter yeah and yeah honestly i think if your company has good pre-rolls like i'm gonna go f- look out search out your concentrate or your bigger flower totally like, i agree with that i think to uh, ignore the pre-rolls is to ignore like a huge yeah section of the buying who's what does that mean who's that buying power buying the power. market customer, sur- customer base, base. But yeah because i mean i've been just buying joints mm-hmm. for the past couple months and they are like hit or miss or like you can tell that the this was flour that's been sitting that they just needed to like get rid of yeah yeah you can definitely taste that but it's also like a like you can tell the difference between a pack of m&ms that have been sitting on the shelf <laughs> And a pack yeah. of fresh m ms Like, it's all the same. Like Yeah, for sure. We, we need to start, like, <coughs> my point is that we should start. I don't know why we're not, like, comparing our weed to our food. Yeah. Yet. You right, know, right, like. Right, right, But it's also, like, when you're, it's, <coughs> it's one thing if you're buying a budget brand or you're buying one yes. of those, like, six packs or whatever. Yes. But this, I think, was, like, $12 for this little two pack one gram joint like it's a high twelve dollars for a half gram two half gram joint yeah i think so it was it was more than the typical like six for a gram so if i'm paying that much money for your joints like i I, sorry i expect uniformity and quality control totally yeah sorry first world problems but we're trying to build an industry here people (laughs) yeah i Anyway, I, I mean, don't know. Like, I'm not gonna stop buying a brand just because no, they're d- unless yeah. their pearls consistently suck. But you know, just like our, everything else, we say it's just a, like another n- nugget to throw out there. If you haven't paid attention to your oh, pre-roll God. department in a while, maybe it's time. Oh, you, maybe it's time to like take a little refresher, make sure everything's looking good over there. Because they, w- I think they weigh the same. Like this yeah. one is very this one was much dense, looser, but now this has this stem. <laughs> Oh. I was trying to roll it out, and there's a stem. There's a stem. Out. I don't know. Damn it. And, again, I also recognize that stems, especially some of these little tiny ones, are hard to find. Yeah. You know, they're smaller than some of the flowers. So if you're trying to use just, like, filters, yeah. you know, to sieve out your trim or, material, yeah. like, or even those, stuff's like, going to get through. hundred joint Yeah, yeah. I get it. This jelly breath is excellent, though. Yeah, it is. It's so super tasty. I yeah. We understand your plight. We understand yeah. the struggles of what the industry is going through right now. But and we're not even. This is just like 
This is just observation. We're not coming for anybody. We're just uh, fire signs. Uh, yeah. Observers. Yeah. With love. And aggressive. We, oh, coming at this with love and ignorance. That's not the same sentiment, but it's still true. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I can't find where I said that. We're coming at this with love and ignorance. I can't. I was going to. It was one of the disclaimers. Okay. Thank you. That helps mm-hmm. me. That helps. Disclaimers. Oh, I can go yeah. find it now. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> passion flower man so good so good check them out if you're in washington check out Fairwinds if you're also in washington or if you are in need of a cbd product hell yeah um they rock do we want to like uh go over our conversation from episode 69 before we jump into this interview with seth sure in my head i always call him seth lyon i don't know why he's just seth lyon that's so fine some people are some people are name. their full name so Seth Lyon, uh, like that we've look at our. <laughs> if you're watching the video, look at how different we are from when we started. We were like all oh up God. on this table, we're and now stoned. we're like <laughs> relaxed, feet back. Seth Lyon. Seth Lyon. So episode sixty nine, we were talking about neurodivergence, and we had very poorly. Yeah, we listened to that one back. <laughs> I mean, we were just excited to come back. And, and like, it's it's weird because lots of times we will have a conversation about something. And then when we we're like, oh, this would be a great thing to talk about on the show. And then we come to the show and talk about it. And it's like completely it's like the energy's gone because we've already talked about it. Or it's like the addiction, the addition to the conversation we already had. Yeah. So, so it's like sometimes we don't fully get all the context that exactly. we had previously said into the now conversation, which, which I think is what happened in episode 69. Yes. Yeah. I so do we want to try to uh, lubricate the conversation? Lube it up, baby. I don't even know how or where to begin. I don't. So neurodivergence. <laughs> Okay, what did we say in episode 69? We were saying basically that like when we look around at when we look around everybody's neurodivergent. Yeah. Like and what is neurotypical? Right. And everyone on TikTok is now self is like self-diagnosing mm-hmm. or getting diagnosed with ADHD or neurotypical other neurotypical not diseases disorders disorders thank you so we made that observation processed those observations through our filter of ex- experience existence <laughs> and realized that we're all neurodivergent because we all had traumatic experiences and we're all just trying to fucking figure out what the fuck this is not only that, but we're all just unique people. Mm-hmm. So there is no typical. Yeah. Like, why are we trying to be typical? Typical is just a box that somebody else who was scared about their experiences. Right. Created. Right. So. I'm like, that was lube. That was, that was, <laughs> that was good. Are we doing it? Are we, are we priming the conversation better I now? So. I hope we're not getting into more conversation about, you know, like. Yeah. That we do that we do that we do that but no i I know i like this is this these are the observations yeah and i think we just kind of left that conversation we're just with more like are we even saying right are we even using terms correctly right so yeah we that's that's, we searched out an expert we searched out an expert actually he found it he found me i found him on a podcast yeah he he came into our awareness yeah the algorithm he was fed to me via the algorithm which is like 
like duh right like shouldn't we be doing that well like yeah isn't that kind of what manifestation is is like tuning into like tuning figuring out what you want and then tuning into the algorithm of existence and then that's feeding what, that yeah into yeah that. i was just gonna say like life is an algorithm yeah life is the algorithm the. and each of our algorithms are unique to us yes never mind i don't know if I, I was gonna make a, sh- a comment back to egregores yeah and how i don't remember though but i don't this was it was in the conversation we just had with seth which y'all will listen to probably soon time is crazy time is crazy the it's conversation all... we just had in the past is now about to be your future and our future too if you totally. just take it in context of the podcast that's so true bro Whoa. Anyway. Wow, jelly breath. I know. That what really didn't okay. take much. <laughs> Top terpenes. Myrcene, caryophylline, amaline. Yeah, maoline. Maoline. Alpha maoline. Okay. I have not heard of that one, but that's cool. Tastes like diesel, grapefruit, strawberry. Doesn't give the effect, which chatty and relaxed <laughs> check and check so anyway neurodivergence okay, and ready? trauma i think we should just, dive, we just in. dive in i think we're just trying to jelly like breast extend flowering. This. yeah okay great you guys are gonna enjoy it <laughs> get ready buckle in light a joint so we are here with seth lyon seth thank you so much for joining us today we have so we have started doing this new thing on our show where we get into stoner rants And instead of just letting them go off into the ether, just being unanswered rambles, we are finding people who might actually be able to help us fill in the gaps. So you are our first attempt (laughs) some some gaps. Um, A couple episodes ago, we were talking about neurodivergence and trauma and how we've been seeing, especially in like the social media realm, neurodivergence is popping up a lot where people are being diagnosed with ADHD or autism spectrum disorder or mood disorders as adults. And it's like answering all of these questions that they've had, you know, for their whole lives. Um, And sorry, I'm just looking, I'm just (laughs) taking it in. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just, it's interesting because a lot of it also seems to be related to the trauma that we go through as Mm -hmm. children. So we were kind of just getting into this conversation about are we all neurodivergent? What is what is diver, yeah. what is neurotypical, and how can we be divergent from this imaginary thing? Is right. it the trauma in our traumatic world that we're living in that is causing this neurodivergence? So that is a quick splatter <laughs> to you of <laughs> the conversation that we had. And maybe before we really dive in, we can talk a little bit about you and sure. your work with trauma. Sure thing. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thanks well, so much. Thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, a lot of good points there, and definitely we can circle back to that. Um, In terms of me, you know, I'm someone who got into this work relatively late. I mean, I was interested in healing and explorations of consciousness from about my early 20s. Uh, You know, I did the sort of normal suburban upbringing, you know, um, kind of everything was, you know, normal and good, but not good because it was really actually toxic. Right. So, yeah, I I, and I had a lot of, you know, other like sort of more severe traumas growing up, too. So I got pretty messed up myself, to put it simply. I became traumatized through my upbringing. Um, I went to college. I I got a degree in music uh, composition. So I just, you know, I was 
not interested from the get-go in trying to do some kind of career. I knew I just wanted, that wasn't the path for me, right? I just wanted to do what I loved. Um, and that ended up, that path ended up taking me further away from society. So when I was 23, I was doing a Vipassana meditation, like a 10-day uh, silent retreat. Mm-hmm. And during that time had what would be often called like a spiritual awakening, like connection to remembrance of past lives, um, a deeper integration of my spiritual self, stuff being recalled, all that good, good stuff, uh, changes in perception. And when that happened, I was like, okay, I'm just leaving the world entirely. And uh, I bought a one-way ticket to Hawaii uh, within just went into the, the jungle literally for like 13 years. I was uh, in, in Hawaii for five years. And then I lived in the small hot springs resort in Oregon for seven years. Uh, so really off grid for about 13 years altogether, um, working very little, you know, sort of outside of the money system, very much in the counterculture, you know, and all, you know, of course, yes, cannabis use was totally involved with that. I mean, I was, I got into weed when I was like high school, huge part of finding, you know, stepping out of the matrix essentially and getting the organic Gaia signals, which is a lot of what that plant represents. Uh, in my opinion. Um, I felt that. I know. (laughs) Yeah. So that was all sort of foundations, right? And exploring consciousness. I got into different kinds of energy work, meditation, spirituality, tarot, Wicca, ritual, you know, tribal stuff. I just just totally the full plunge, right? Um, And then when I was, I guess, in my late 30s is when I met my wife, Irene. And she was a guest at the hot springs. And I had gotten to the place where I was kind of stuck and spinning my wheels. Like mm-hmm. I had done the counterculture thing and like sort of steeped in it as much as was useful for me. And probably for a couple of years, I'd kind of been stuck. Um, and, but I didn't really know that. I just thought I would live in the woods the rest of my life. Um, and I met Irene and she was doing this trauma work, which was really interesting to me, the somatic trauma work, because it lined up with a lot of the stuff that I had been discovering within myself, within my own explorations, but I didn't have the language of the nervous system, which is the key piece in really understanding and like going deeper. And so, you know, a lot of my, even though I had done years of work and exploration and all that, which prepared me really well, I really didn't get better until I started the trauma work. And that was like 10 years ago or so and I got so into that work that I decided well this is what I should do as well and so I did the training and now I have a private practice uh, in Vancouver and also assist my wife with her online programs because she was someone who was also in private practice and was like you know what I can't help enough people this way I'm going to create this sort of online suite so that people all around the world can can start learning and accessing this work so that's what I do now Please plug that at some point. Totally, I heard, yeah. I heard you talking about it on Jess's <clears throat> pod, Jessa Reed's podcast this week. Yeah. And um, I'm like, I'm ready. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm cool. so ready to do that. Yeah, well, I'll totally talk about that. Yeah, for sure. So so that's where I am now. I, I'm, you know, I'm doing the trauma work. I'm helping clients. I work with people all around the world via Zoom and also in person in Vancouver. And I assist in the online programs. And then the other sort of slice of my work um, was, is the, what you mentioned earlier, the multiverse book. So that was all, you know, I wrote this book called The History of the Multiverse, and it was 
I wrote it probably, I probably started it nine years ago and I finished it probably four years ago. And it is basically the culmination of everything that I discovered through my own explorations in consciousness, learning, studying ancient texts, you know, all the deep dive into the conspiracy world and esoterica and all that stuff, right? And and there's a lot of bullshit in that world too. Like it's actually 99% propaganda in my opinion. So I spent a lot of time trying to filter like what is really useful for people and, and what is just sort of distraction. And that is what sort of formed the core of, of that perspective, like in that book. So that's, that's how that came about. And uh, I just sort of leave, that's available. You know, anyone can find it on Medium for free. It's, it's just a free resource for people to check out if they're interested. So and yeah, that's we'll where I am now. Link it. We'll probably link it in the show notes because I read the yeah. preface and man, my brain, it was like every <laughs> creation story <clears throat> that I've ever read but it was like exactly simplified into the, what makes sense for what I've experienced in my own life. And I was like, this is, this is what I know to be true. (laughs) Totally. Absolutely. This is it through everything I've ever read. This is what it is. So I was like in my car reading it, just like, (laughs) yes. So well, thank you for writing it. Oh, absolutely. And I can't take 100% credit. I mean, that channel was turned on for me by someone else, mm-hmm. right? Um, there was a woman named Sian de Rohan who channeled this series of books called the Right Use of Will series, um, which is a very intense series of books. I don't actually recommend because they're so <laughs> intense. Um, but they, she planted for me so the seeds of all those ideas in terms of like, well, perhaps what we call God is actually a being that is just we're in its wake energetically right it's the prime creator and it but it also is an evolving learning being and perhaps you know a lot of what we're experiencing in terms of difficulties are the result of a learning process of that being right and those kinds of ideas are really what got planted by her so i gotta plug sian because because you know she turned it on for me but yeah I, I i tried to take all the most useful stuff and present it in a way which was easy to consume and entertaining so yeah. you did it nailed awesome. it <laughs> right well <on>. done <laughs> right on so let's talk about uh, just like the somatic trauma healing process what does that sure. even look like well let's yeah well i can let's circle back to your first point and because that ties into that really beautifully Perfect. so you know when we're talking about neurodivergence well we're all unique for one right we all come in with a unique wiring and that is the result of both our genetics and also that is cultivated by what we experience in our environment, starting with the environment in the womb, right? Mm -hmm. So our mom's chemistry, as we're in the womb, will turn on or off various genetic tendencies. Mm -hmm. And we all have positive genetic tendencies and maladaptive genetic tendencies that we inherit through this intergenerational line, which carries the traumas. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's like, it's, it's a long lineage right uh, and and so all the traumas and all the strengths right all the resilience and adaptation and all the negative adaptations that all our ancestors have we all carry that within our genome and then the environment we're in sparks those things up in different ways mm-hmm. so i think you know a lot of what we're calling neurodivergence is actually 
just heightened sensitivity in certain areas based off of a genomic expression, if that makes Ooh. sense. Yes. Uh, yes. So it's like we're all neurodivergent in that we're, you know, unique and we're embodying these unique expressions of our history through our genetic expression yeah. and our environment. So that being said, there's some people who have a way more intense representation of that, like they have really heightened, you know, chemical sensitivities, or they have sensitive to EMF, or they're very empathic, like overly so such that it hurts them, right? But all of these are because of trauma, not because of the way they are, okay? Because, and that's, that's what I call, you know, what happens when our survival responses get tied in with our unique expression of ourself. And so it heightens everything. It makes us more sensitive, more susceptible, right? People might say, oh, I'm an empath and I can't, you know, be around too many people because I just feel everything so intensely. It's like, yeah, that's right. But it's not, you're not stuck that way. It's not just how you are. Your, your system is in a trauma response underneath the surface and you can, you can heal that. And, and I was very much that way. Like when I was growing up, in my house, well, I had two houses, my, my dad's house and my mom's house. I, they split when I was two. And so every two weeks, I won the other. And, and they were very different. My dad's house was very tense and angry and explosive and, and scary. My mom's house was very comforting, but also depressed and like collapsed and kind of weird emotional dynamics and, you know, stuff that was also not so great. And so I, as this little being being passed back and forth as I'm growing up, had to adapt, right? So at my dad's, I learned to like really feel the environment intensely so I could like sense how to stay safe, right? Like, oh, I can mm -hmm. feel from here, like the sound of my dad's footsteps. I can tell that he's pissed and I'm gonna stay in my room, right? And in my mom's, I learned how to just like collapse and like, okay, I can now oh, let go of all that vigilance and just sort of mm -hmm. be this puddle. And, and those two wirings got set as sort of go-to options, like sort of be vigilant or be collapsed. And, mm -hmm. and that was how I thought I was, right? Which mm -hmm. you could say would be neurodivergent, but it's not, it's just a trauma adaptation or adaptation to trauma. So, wow. yeah. It's crazy to me that the nervous system has been so misunderstood. Mm yeah mm -hmm. until mm -hmm. now yeah this, this moment in history you know what i mean mm -hmm. so much yeah. of, like disease this ease begins in the nervous system and we just don't even think of that as an option totally yeah i mean we say that probably you know i don't know what the percentage but a huge percentage of illness is all rooted in a dysregulated nervous system because yeah it governs everything and we're, specifically, we're talking about the autonomic system, right? The automatic mm -hmm. does all the automatic processes that you don't have to think about. But that includes the survival responses and all the things that we need to do, like, you know, cell repair and our breath rate and our heart rate and digestion and endocrine function. So when those things, when the survival responses are on, yeah, it, it makes those functions much harder to carry out. Um, and, and that's why we end up with all these various representations. Yeah. It, you, we really owe it to Peter Levine. Yeah, he's, he's the guy who first asked the question, like, what's going on here? Like, we all have the same nervous system as mammals, all mammals, right? And he's like, how come these mammals in the wild aren't, uh, you know, a nervous wreck? 
even though they're being hunted and like stalked every day and like, but they're fine, you know, but we like, you know, get this, you know, a a deadline from our boss and like, we're, you know, can't deal like what's going on there. And and so he's the one who started asking those questions and it's very recent. You're right. I mean, this was like in the sixties that he started exploring these questions. So and like the history of psychology, people then, I mean, men, the mental health, like the history mm. of mental health and the nervous system, mental health. It's like, I remember learning about like lobotomies where they mm. like went in through the eye or the nose and the eyes and mm-hmm. then the somatic, oh, I'm going to get this so wrong, but there's like a space in your head where uh, like it, if you attack, like you attach an electrical node to mm. it and you zap it like your arm moves so oh, like, yeah, yeah. they're they experimented with the this part and totally fucked people up like oh yeah oh like yeah the history of yeah psychology has just been is rooted in trauma oh, from yeah. the get-go and so now we have found this like this open hand of like happy healing where we don't have to like invasively hurt mm. our physical body mm. to be able to like heal these you these might have traumas. to re-experience the trauma <clears throat> you might have to re-experience the trauma again a little bit but but it's not yeah. it's someone poking your freaking brain right <laughs> no oh yeah no the, the amount of brutality it's crazy yeah. I mean, yeah yeah um you know people used to think it was a problem in the brain Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's the thing, like, well, if we can just fix the brain. And so yeah. we, you know, yeah, there's these very early crude interventions, like they're physical and then, you know, and then like lecture, yeah, electroshock therapy, lobotomies, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then now we're, you know, primarily dominated by chemical interventions. We're like, well, let's fix the chemistry in the brain, mm-hmm. but none of that's the real problem. It's what's the nervous system doing underneath. And that's is what massively influences the brain. Right. So what's going on, in the whole nervous system is really where the bread and butter is. And yeah, that's, that's very recent. Um, and you bring a very good point. Like, you know, this form of trauma healing, like that does really work um, to resolve and truly change. It's not easy. Like mm-hmm. it, it does, our system packs up these things for a reason because they're too overwhelming. Right. So the idea is in any good form of work that it's not like cathartic. It's not, you know, we're not going to expose you want, we want you to be exposed to all of your traumas and get, like, there's various things like landmark and bioenergetics, uh, primal screen therapy, different kinds of things called exposure therapy, where it's like, let's really, mm-hmm. you know, reenact. And it's not about that. It's about like gently, slowly developing the capacity to allow these things to organically arise from within the system, Mm -hmm. which they do. Like Mm -hmm. as we get the knowledge and we get the tools, our whole system is like, oh yeah, like this is what I've been waiting for because our bodies want to heal and right. And, and, Mm -hmm. And we just need to provide the conditions for it. So, yeah, but you do have to then experience all those really scary emotions and sensations um of of trauma and survival energy you know and and it's it's like we say you know you have to feel it to heal it it's it's you're gonna experience it on its way out the door but we Mm. we want to make that as slow and gentle a process as possible so yeah for sure 
Well, and what I've been noticing recently is just like, as I've been more aware of trauma and processing things and feeling it to healing it, is that when I'm going through something in the moment, I'm processing it a lot faster and feeling the emotion, just <clears throat> knowing that I need to sit in it for a mm -hmm. second and just like, mm -hmm dig in, get to the root of why I'm actually upset and then have a real conversation with the person I'm, I'm upset with. And, mm -hmm. you know, and then, and then it's not stuck in my body. Then I've actually processed it and we can move on with our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you're learning to stay present with it. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Because trauma fundamentally takes us out of the present and that's, that's its whole thing is it's, it's the past happening now in the body. But as we learn to stay in the present as that moves through, yeah, it, it, it works. It happens, right? It just, it takes practice and time and a little bit of dedication and knowledge, you know, but it, it's something everyone can do. Totally. That's so cool. I'm like now processing all the times that I've like, just like been sitting, not doing anything and like a flash of like the bad thing that I did in third grade, you know, <laughs> will like appear in my, my brain. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I don't know why I needed to deal with that right now, but okay, I guess, I guess we're going back to third grade right now. That's fine. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah. totally. It could be mysterious. Um, yeah. The way the body chooses to present stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So true. Yeah. I was also just thinking about <clears throat> your, your comment about how like mammals are mm -hmm. traumatized all the time, but they, they don't hold on to it. And I've read before that part of that for them is animals like, shake off mm -hmm. you know, after like two bolt two rams are like going at it or whatever once the fight's done yeah shake it off and um elsewhere i was reading about yoga and we were talking mm -hmm. about what's it mm -hmm. called uh not qigong what is, is it qigong anyway the move oh, tai chi tai chi thank you uh. in, in like these ancient wisdoms movement you need to do the movement of your body in order to like release things so that you can access your higher wisdoms because mm. when you know in order or to do hatha yoga you do that to get your body moving so you can get everything out of your body and then you can actually do the cause the karmic yoga cosmic yoga i can't mm. remember what like it's the, yeah like the more subtle stuff yeah yeah mm. yeah so it just is you know parallels all those thoughts really nice totally yeah and the you know the the, the only thing to note about like yoga and tai chi and these types of things which are great um, is that if someone has been traumatized and they don't have any of the knowledge or education about that, um, those practices can actually blow a person up um, mm. before they're ready. Like, say, like, you know, if someone for like a classic example, say someone was, you know, sexually abused at some point, there's going to be a lot of tension and constriction in the pelvis and the psoas muscles, the pelvic floor. So say you do like a big hip opening thing in yoga, and you have no knowledge of what that can do, a person can be flooded all of a sudden. Like you're talking about out of randomly, here's third grade. Well, it can be the same thing, like randomly, oh my God, I'm flooded with this trauma all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. So that's the only thing to know about movement practices is if you've had trauma, that they can open stuff up. And if you're prepared for that and like educated and know how to process it, it's no problem. Like it's actually a wonderful tool. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, what you were saying about animals in the wild. So they, yeah, they, they don't experience trauma because trauma is what happens when the stress gets stuck, but they experience stress, right? They experience mm -hmm. survival stress on a daily, I mean, not, maybe not every animal, but animals that get hunted, especially, you know, um, yeah, they, they're going into their fight flight response 
Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, it's very simple for them. Like either they get away or they get eaten. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, not, it's, it's much more simple than our dilemmas and our stressors, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> but, but yeah, if they get away, they, once they get to a safe place, their body will shake and tremble. And that's mm-hmm. the, the sympathetic energy, that fight flight energy, just discharging out of the system. And, you know, a lot of people think that trauma healing in us is all about that. And it's actually, that's only a small part usually, um, because that is something that happens when there's like a very, like I said, it's very simple, right? Like you have this fight flight charge, you don't get away. So you need to shake and tremble and allow it to discharge. But for most of us, our trauma is way more complex and subtle because it's rooted in responses to the chronic everyday stressors mm-hmm. of this industrialized world and, and just the toxic norms, you know, so um, it can be, but there is that that happens like that kind of trembling and shaking and vibrating will certainly move through the system from time to time. It's just, there's a lot more to it than that as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what are some things that we can do in our industrialized society to like Mm -hmm. mitigate, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, one, here's where I'll plug Irene's programs, because that's, and, and not just her paid stuff, like her free stuff, like, that's the thing. It's yeah, weird it's as, all of it. <laughs> yeah, all of it, like, binge it, you know, go to Irene Lyon on YouTube and just start watching. There's like hundreds of videos. Oh, cool. um, and she's on her website, irenelyon.com. There's a free resources section with like lots of practical tools like just like you described like what can we do in a daily basis so like she's got one called seven steps to de-stress she's got one that's called four steps to calm overwhelming emotions these are all somatic interventions that start teaching a person how to listen and tune into themselves and allow and that's really what the foundation is so that's my main suggestion start learning go to irenelyon.com go to youtube and check out irene lyon's channel if her material interests you, check out her programs. There's the 21 day program, mm-hmm. which is pretty cheap. It's like 297. Um, and then there's the 12 week program that we run once a year that's starting actually in March. It's starting in a few weeks. Registration actually opens on um, Monday. Uh, nice. And that's called Smart Body, Smart Mind. And it's a 12 week intensive program. And then it's a, it's a lifetime membership that you buy. So every time we run it, you can come back. And it's, it's like the premier gold nugget of, of somatic trauma healing. If, if you can't find a practitioner, right? Like, and, and that's the thing, practitioners are great too. It's just, there's not nearly enough, not nearly enough. Um, so that's why we created this. But, you know, even if you don't do any of that, there's some things that I can share that are just very simple. So one is start listening to your impulses your biological impulses, right? And that can be very simple to start. You know, stop eating when you start to feel full. When you need to go pee, don't hold it. Go pee, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like these basic biological functions, drink water when you're thirsty. If we start really listening and honoring these basic needs of our body, that'll start shifting things right away. Mm Because your system is like, ooh, they're paying attention, they're listening. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is good. All right. And then you start to cultivate eventually like m- more subtle biological impulses, you know, like, oh, my body's telling me to 
go down this street and not that street. And then you like run into an old friend that you hadn't seen. Right. And a lot of us have that already happening. Right. If you're, if you're tuned in, you have these kind of synchronicities, right. So really honing those listening. Um, and then the other thing is just taking time to connect to nature. It's the most, one of the most powerful things we can do, whether that be through, you know, there's all sorts of ways, you know, internally through, you know, plant medicines, like we talked a little bit about. Um, and then there's just the just going outside, getting your feet on the ground, taking in the sun through your eyes. You know, one of the biggest things that I've found in the last year is getting into circadian biology. So, you know, when you wake up, don't look at your phone right away, which gives you all this blue light and starts a very different chemistry in your brain. <clears throat> Go outside, get sunlight in your eyeballs. Even if it's overcast or rainy, just get light on your eyeballs with no glasses or contacts for 10 minutes. Just that mm -hmm. will totally change your energy for the day. So those are some very simple ideas for starting to tune into the biology and listen and connect to nature. Yeah. I love how it's always just like go outside and look at the sun. Like touch yeah. the earth with your feet. Like yeah. simple. Are you thirsty, drink water. Yeah. <laughs> like, Us humans overcomplicate things. I know. So much. We, do. we really do. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, we really do. Yeah, yeah. I well, can do that. I can go stare at the sun for 10 minutes mm -hmm. in the morning while my dogs go pee. Yeah. Totally. totally. Yeah, it's not that hard. No. Um, and it's just, it's, it's so powerful um, the way the changes are because like the information that's coming from the sun is very different from the information coming from your phone. hundred <laughs> like percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a total, it's the opposite, right? It's all goodness and life and connection and, yeah. you know, the solar codes from the galactic central sun that come through mm -hmm. there. If we start to get a little bit more, you know, esoteric. I've been learning all about that recently <laughs> too. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I mean, just, we were talking about this in another episode too, I think briefly, but just photons, like mm -hmm. photons, yeah. we, we are all just dense photon. We are all just yeah. dense yeah. light energy. And that's yeah. not really what our reality is. And that's and why that's you should what be, comes from the sun. yeah, like eating vegetables because right. they're light and like not, I don't know, consuming hydroponic plants. That's or like even like traumatized animals. Yeah. You know, well, that's, a, that's important too. And well, diet's interesting, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, actually, you know, absolutely. You know, we want to stay away from consuming suffering as much as possible. Um, you know, but that doesn't, you know, like that doesn't mean just eat vegetables or like, it's very important to respond to your unique body, right? Some people can totally live off vegetables. Some people that'll be the worst thing for them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the highest vibe food is what is right for you. Right. But, you know, if that if you do eat meat, it's very important to get ethically sourced meat if you don't want to be consuming a lot of suffering. Um, it's mm -hmm. just, you know, it's 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 just a very different thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like playing with this idea of consuming suffering because that's literally our entire life right that's now. Like it's just our entire society is just consuming yep. suffering. Totally. What media is that's what like pop culture is. All the it's just a diet of suffering and sadness for you oh, to and with like, like like reflect your life to. And with the mm. revamp of like emo music. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like mm -hmm. uh, that's such a random like thing to come back is emo music. And everyone's like, emo music, emo music, which I love and I'm totally seeing kid forever. But I'm like, no, these are such sad songs. Yeah. And it's just 
white boys being well, sad about their parents. Like, so, a friend, <laughs> which is valid, which yeah. is valid. Yeah, yeah. Like, white, even white boys can complain, from. you know. But yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine is a practitioner of the body code, and she was telling me, she was explaining to me about like post hypnotic suggestions, which mm-hmm. are these little like thought conscious forms that get stuck in our energy field and then make us think. Mm. They're just that you see it so much that just makes you think a thing. So she Mm. was telling me that from, so what the body code does it is it can help like remove some of these things from your energy field. Yeah. I've had a little experience with that. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. And Mm. she was telling me that one of my post-hypnotic suggestions that was stuck was the emo music that I had been listening to in high school because Mm. it was, it was like a suggestion of I am worthless and I don't mean anything or something like that. And I'm like, that's so emo. And she's like, did you listen to that music when you were a teenager? And I said, yes, I did. Do you see what color my hair is? (laughs) Of course I listened to emo music as a teenager, (laughs) but yeah, those things just get stuck in. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, our entire society is programming. I mean, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's the, from, from the education system that you enter into. I mean, even before then, the, mm-hmm. the, the commercials you're surrounded by, the media, it's all programming, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, like your show is a lot about cannabis, right? Well, that's one of the beautiful things about cannabis is it, it can help a person see beyond that, right? Yes. Very, yeah. you know, it, it, and not everyone does, you know, and the thing about cannabis that's very interesting is it's several levels of medicine, I would say. Like, so there's there's the medicine where it like, yeah, helps you step out of the norm and like mm-hmm. perceive something differently and open up to different like deeper parts of your soul and yourself and that kind of right thing. And then there's the medicine in which it's like pain relief, uh, treating physical symptoms, nausea, uh, anxiety, you know, helping to manage symptoms, that kind. And then there's like, I think the really deep uh, medicine of it, which is very shamanic and spiritual, where the spirit of the plant, you know, will show you things and take you on journeys um, if you're open to it. And a lot of that has to do, can be very helpful with trauma healing because of the way that cannabis affects the memory centers, because Mm -hmm. it temporarily dampens your short-term memory which is also this areas associated with body image. So like when we rest, so that's why when you're stoned, it's like things can feel really novel and unique. And it's because you're novel and unique. Your, your body image is temporarily suspended and you're experiencing it through a different lens. So when you combine that with like tracking and like wanting to go into the body and discover trauma, it's like you can get out of these holding patterns that are unconscious and habitual by really treating it as a shamanic journey. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how like my use with it evolved is like I started as a, you know, just a teenager smoking with my friends and like having cosmic thoughts and, you know, getting into (laughs) all the different stuff. And, and then I like, it became it, for a while, it became also part of my management, of my trauma and like mm-hmm. soothing anxiety and, you know, treating pain and all that stuff. And then over the years, it became less and less about that and more of just like an intentional shamanic tool, which is kind of what it is oh. now. Like when I smoke, mm-hmm. it's generally just not, I got no responsibilities, no one I have to interact with. It's just me. And, and then I can like go in and, and zone in and stuff. So, totally yeah. Like that a yeah. Lot. 
I know we, we talk about, uh, cannabis as plant medicine and plant spirit medicine a mm. lot and, um, mushrooms too. And we've, mm. you, your comment <laughs> earlier about how cannabis holds Gaia codes. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we said before that mushrooms are aliens, you know, totally. <laughs> mushrooms oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mushroom, well, oh yeah. The mycelium network is, is multi-dimensional and oh, yeah. goes throughout the whole multiverse. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's a it's a neural network that spans the cosmos. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. can't look at it and think that it's I know from here. Yeah, you, know, you, you look, can look at, at any mushroom. Yeah, and yeah. It's from here. totally. Yeah. It's like octopuses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not, like, oh, I was just gonna say, yeah. like they're, they're totally not from aliens. here. They're yeah, totally no. aliens. They're not from here. Totally. No. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, well, I think, and, and well, in cannabis too, I mean, all, all the origin stories of cannabis tell us that it came from the gods, which are just, you know, multidimensional beings, mm-hmm. whether you're in India or Africa, those are the two main origin stories I'm familiar with, but they're both about people from the sky or the gods that were, that gifted the plant, right? So mm-hmm. it, it holds the Gaia codes and the Gaia energy and also, yeah, a big cosmic energy as well. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think we're pretty big proponents on this show that we don't think cannabis is for everybody because Mm -hmm. there are people who do get paranoid and like, if that's not for you, please don't consume. But I all, and like the endocannabinoid system is such a beautiful little thing anyway. Mm. And I feel like cannabis, like you were saying, can draw all of that paranoia out like if you're not ready to heal your trauma and it's mm-hmm. showing you your trauma then yeah, that's where scary. all of the bad things yeah. start happening panic attacks and yeah totally exactly. oh yeah yeah, yeah. So, and everyone would like i say like we're all unique you know even though we all have the same template we're all unique and, and some people will respond way differently than others you know and some people yeah. are allergic you know and so mm-hmm. it's like yeah you gotta you know find out what works for you for sure yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> I never remember. Oh, no, I do remember. I was going to say, back to the comment about the cosmic energies and gods and babies mm. and things like mm. that. One deity that I've been working with the last couple of years is um, Sashat from the Egyptian pantheon. She's this goddess who has, she like holds timelines. She has mm. a, her crown is like a no it's the it it looks like a canvas leaf it's like a seven pointed star oh right on yeah and i learned recently that it is like she was also associated with cannabis in egypt and one of her whole things is that she um she's the beloved of thoth who is the Mm -hmm. god of wisdom and he is said to have created much of this you know this grid and she also is the creator she's a creator of the akashic records Mm. so she you know is like i'm just thinking the the gaia codes and Mm. reality Mm. weaving and cannabis (laughs) and she see she saw all of these things are just like weaving together in my head so that's great i don't don't have a clear picture of what it all (laughs) is but it all everything's colliding in my brain (laughs) (laughs) Right right on yeah, there's there's a fair bit in there. If you read the history book I wrote, there's as we there's a lot of chapters, but it, yeah, it, it t- gets into like who were actually the gods of of Egypt and Sumeria. Um, yeah, where they actually come from? What's their story? What's their history? What was their influence? All that stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm so excited to get more into that book. Yeah, let's do it now. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> well, when I was reading the, the preface part one, it's like the creation story, yeah. essentially. And mm. when we grew up Catholic, we're sisters, we grew up mm. Catholic. And um, that creation story is just based around guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, mostly the trauma that is the, that comes with Catholicism is guilt and shame. Yeah. But when I was reading your creation story, it was not about guilt and shame. It was about trauma and how yeah. both the masculine and the feminine are both traumatized Yeah. because of whatever, you know, our yeah. power is so great that like, that's scary for them. So it's scary for us. So then we become traumatized. So everything around us is based on trauma and to get out of trauma, we have to heal the trauma. So then everybody can come back into symbiosis. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. And I think that's totally what we're trying to do with like our show and our, he- our own healing journeys is just like become healed enough to heal other people where we're not like physically healing them, but they're healing because we're healing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can like sum up, you know, for your listeners, sort of the the essence of that, if you'd like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, essentially what it's saying is that, you know, before there was a creation, there was a consciousness and and that is what we call source or, you know, divinity. uh, This, the, that core essence of goodness of, of, and consciousness that is the universal mind that connects everything. Mm -hmm. And that source, that consciousness eventually realized that it was only experiencing itself right and like it it could divide itself into various characters and like enact these big psychodramas and forget for a while that it was this consciousness but it would always come back to unity and being basically alone and so it was really this sense of sort of loneliness that spurred this idea that oh consciousness could fracture itself such that it could actually create true otherness mm-hmm. and experience itself, but through, through difference, through other beings. But the thing is, like, there was no practice at this, right? So <laughs> it, it was sort of like, oh, I see what I can do. Like, oh, I'll just blow myself up. Why, you know, that's, and then that'll be beautiful. And I'll have, you know, I'll have these others, but they didn't realize the trauma that would happen to that electromagnetic essence that it was made of by blowing itself up. So when you had that initial explosion, it, there was also this rupture that created these polarities of feminine and masculine or electromagnetic, mm-hmm. right? So that is this prime wound that happened. And the main energy that holds that wound is the feminine essence because it's magnetic, right? The, the, the male, uh, the masculine essence is electric. And it's sort of, so the sort of came into God source awakened into consciousness as sort of like this, yeah, I'm spirit, like, woo, you know, I'm electric. I can zip around. And meanwhile, this feminine magnetic essence also awakened to consciousness, but with this part of her already fragmented and kind of lost Mm -hmm. into the void Mm -hmm. because of the explosion of life. Mm -hmm. So that was this core wound that then informed the 
relationship that those two archetypes went through as they sort of came into understanding of each other. And this process, my, my theory, my contention is that Earth, Gaia, is that most core piece of the wounded feminine essence. And that is why this place has been historically so rough. It's, you know, been not the funnest place mm -hmm. to be for a very long time. Mm -hmm. But what's happening right now is that enough people have done enough trauma healing work on this planet that she, her essence is now awakened and is expressing and coming full force alive. And that's the, the big picture that's happening underneath the surface of what we're seeing now is we're seeing a reaction of the power structure that's been trying to harvest her energy or has been harvesting her energy for hundreds of thousands of years. That toxic power structure is now basically shitting its pants and terrified <laughs> because Gaia is not stoppable. So yeah. that's what we're seeing playing out right now as those old power structures are starting to dissolve and panicking. Chill. Oh, and that's it's totally happening. So good. Totally. So that's that's sort of it in a nutshell. And, and but if yeah, if you want to de get the details, just read it. But yeah. it's yeah, it's 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 a very important time right now to, to be here on this planet. It really is about healing yourself. And if you get to a place where you're healed enough that you can do some kind of offering and some kind of creativity, do that and start mm -hmm. to share with others and be of service as you can you know I, love that. I also love this idea of uh electric versus magnetic mm -hmm. instead mm. of or as as masculine and feminine mm -hmm. just because the idea of masculinity and femininity femininity has gotten so lost and caught up mm -hmm. in you know society, society there's a lot of confusion yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's a yeah. I feel like a lot of people have been searching <clears throat> for new ways to label those energies. And the closest that some of my people have gotten to is yin and yang. But yeah. I love the idea of electric and magnetic because that is the that is the actual like nature of those energies. That's right. Ele electric to be, to go out and to shoot out and to mm -hmm. have action, magnetic to receive, mm -hmm. to yeah, hold, create the space, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, the Drop chalice. The yeah, the chal Yeah, exactly. So I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, and oh yeah, yeah. It's really useful. And, you know, there's so much confusion right now on our world about these things, and it's really important to understand: masculine and feminine are not the same as gender. It's not the same as male and female, and that's why I think you know there's a lot of confusion right now, you know, in various communities, whereas like you may have, you may be born in a male body, but you may be very feminine, right? And then right. there, because of our limitations around belief, we can't understand that. And we have all these gender roles and all these expectations, mm -hmm. right? Where it's like, oh no, I'm just, I'm, yeah, okay. I have a male body, but I'm super feminine and you don't have to be any certain way, but there's like that knowledge that our soul can be a different sort of quality than our body is not something that's generally known or talked about. So we have so much confusion and pain and suffering because, you know, it's not always lined up, you know, you can, you can be a female with a ton of masculine energy, you know, it's, it's like, it's, there's so many variations. So 
yeah, it's, it's a helpful way, I think, to frame things. And we all have those energies within our own spheres and it's yeah. like just presents differently, just the way our personality presents and probably based on our traumas, what does one display more than the other? Totally. So, yeah. I would say that, you know, as one comes into healing, um, there's a balance that happens where, you know, we'll always maybe have a tendency to be slightly more masculine or slightly more feminine, you know, slightly more magnetic or electric, mm -hmm. right? Um, but yeah, in general, there is a unification and a balancing process that happens mm -hmm. um, where certain qualities that weren't able to express because of the trauma now are being supported. And whereas other qualities that may have been overexpressing as an adaptation to trauma you realize, oh, actually, that's, I'm not really that way. I know I'm, I'm actually don't feel that way. I went through a lot of that. Like, and, and that's one thing that's important to understand when you get into trauma healing work is it's a total redefinition of the self. Very often there's a complete loss of personality. Like you don't know who you are anymore. And that can be really distressing because our personality is usually constructed around trauma. Like we're shaping ourselves in response to the trauma. And so once we heal that, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I thought I was an introvert who just wanted to live in the woods. Oh, it turns out I'm actually like a professional in a city. Like, how the hell did that happen? You know, I was just this stoner guy who hung out in the jungle, you know. So <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well even as like that's making me think of just like people pleasing i was always yeah. like think i was like a, a proud people pleaser thinking that me being adaptive to other people me being easy like i could fit in and so go with the flow go with the flow yeah. and i wasn't yeah. i wasn't like a challenging person to be around and i was like kind of proud of that you know i was an easy person to have on your team whatever and now like now two years being out of the actual professional workforce and kind of deconditioning from people pleasing and understanding that as a what is it mm -hmm. a, a freeze trauma response isn't yeah essentially we, we call trauma? it fawning yeah fawning yeah, fawn. essentially yeah. It's, and it uses the freeze yeah because you're essentially what you're doing is you're dampening your authenticity you're cutting yourself off from your authenticity and that you need the numbing qualities of the freeze response to endure that because mm -hmm. it's very mm -hmm. painful to do that actually for the whole self um, but yeah. yeah, it can make things on the surface seem to go way easier. Like yeah. it's, it's a very useful survival adaptation, <clears throat> right? But not healthy uh, for right. the whole person. Yeah. No. yeah. no, and I'm glad that that one is getting the, the grease it needs to just get oiled out, you know? That's awesome. I'm like yeah. I'm over people pleasing. I'm like I can be here too. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I can exist in my own yeah. right, my own frequency. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you know, having a podcast with your sister is like total inner child hyper focusing on your trauma yeah. healing anyway. Because, like, you say you're people pleasing. My interpretation of our childhood was that. You might have people pleased outside of the home, but you did not people please our parents. Yeah. So it was like, but you were able to like be yourself with mom and dad because mm -hmm. you were able to like feel safe, not all the way yeah, safe, yeah. but safe enough to safe enough to, be, to, be, to, to explode. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which may or may not have been the proper response, but that was the only thing that we could do. So yeah, for well, sure. Well, that's but really good. 
Yeah. And then it like, it comes out in my professional life, exactly. really. And then, it, you know, you start working in your career and you have your boss and your authority, whatever authority figure no, you have, you know, even in college, yeah. it was like, you want to be this, the teacher's pet or whatever that right. is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, sure. I'm, this, is, yeah. this whole podcast has been unpacking traumas for the past three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm on so much we of that. We say a cannabis school. podcast, but that's not, we're all just, <laughs> we use, here. we are clearly using the <laughs> cannabis to go inside ourselves to heal our trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Yeah. I mean, I, so much of those tendencies start in school systems, I think, you know, yeah. and like the whole, the whole purpose of school, I think is to train people to not pay attention to their authenticity and to, you know, to just, you know, Oh, I have to fit in, you know, don't go to the bathroom when you need to, you have to ask permission, right. All of these little ways in which it's just sort of hammers a person into, you know, being subservient mm-hmm. and, yeah. and cut off from themselves. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, the one last point, which this could go into another tangent, but um, our awareness of our trauma is awareness of other people's trauma, which gives Mm -hmm. compassion and grace to other people for like their healing, which they might not even know that they're healing or needing to heal or anything or traumatized or traumatized, (laughs) but like from my perspective, knowing that everyone else is traumatized gives everybody else grace to be who they are because it's not my responsibility to heal them either or point out their trauma, but it is my responsibility to give love and, and like mm-hmm. not affection, but compassion to everybody mm-hmm. else around me, which we are totally lacking in society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, when you learn about what's going on in yourself, it becomes so clear about what's going on with everybody else. And it can be, it can be frustrating at times when you become aware of just how damaged humanity is. Like we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> like it's a lot of work to do, but you're right in that it's so important. Like we got to start from there. We have to start from understanding our commonality in our wounds We've all been wounded. We've all been traumatized. Unless maybe you're like living in some jungle and a tribe that's never encountered anyone. You're probably traumatized at some level because mm-hmm. that's just life on earth right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when we can understand ourselves, we can understand others better. And instead of being like, oh, like that guy is such a dick. It's like, oh, he's acting out his autonomy issues and his early childhood stuff. Yeah, he's really needing to assert himself. Man, that must be painful, you know? It totally yeah. changes the lens. And that doesn't mean that you, you know, condone or enable bad behavior, right? right? Like that's, you know, there's a line, mm-hmm. you know, but, but you also need to have, you know, having that greater understanding is, is really helpful for mm-hmm. getting along in the world. And, you know, when you have this lens of yourself, it does change how you perceive people, which changes how they respond to you. Mm-hmm. When you have compassion and understanding for someone as sort of the baseline, people mm-hmm. feel that and they will have a light, slightly better day, right? Yeah, and that yeah. will slightly reduce the stress in the world, right? And just let's keep doing that, right? Let's yeah, keep yeah. on understanding ourselves more, learning more about ourselves and our nervous systems and how it, how it responds to trauma and what happened to us, right? That's like the, the fundamental shift in, you know, thinking about healing the context of therapy is like, instead of what's wrong with you, it's like, what happened to you? 
Totally. Yes. I so good. I love that. Well, thank you, Seth Lyon. Yeah, for absolutely. Joining us today on Chronic Owls. Um, if, any final thoughts? Would you like to plug your um well, any, uh, websites whatever yeah well i plugged the stuff already but like yeah you can check out my website too um i also i one thing i didn't mention is i'm a, a musician well yeah i said i went to college for music but yeah i've i'm a multi-instrumentalist and composer i make sound healing music and also write and record original songs and been a songwriter for years um i've got a sound healing album on my website um if people are interested in that kind of thing um, it's just, if you go to sethlion.com, there's a little tab that says sound healing. Um, I've got lots of free, um, sound healing music as well on SoundCloud. Just, if you just put in my name, um, and an album of songs on there from like 20 years ago. So it's old, but I'm working on a, on an album of original songs right now, which will probably be out in a few months. So nice. yeah, so that's my stuff. I've got a blog. Um, and then, yeah, if you really want to get into the work, check out Irene Lyon and her work and yeah our big 12-week program is starting up registration opens monday uh so that is you know if you really want to go for it and it's not going to stress you financially to do it uh then check out that program and if you don't have the means check out the smaller program the 21-day nervous system tune-up if you that's not affordable then get into all the free content someone can do like so much learning and healing just by consuming all her free content it's like okay. if, if someone wants to apply themselves, they can get a lot of what's in the paid programs just by going through all the free stuff. It's just that the programs put it all together in a package that is much easier to sort of consume and it's sequenced. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the important parts of healing is like the sequencing in which we do it. Like we don't want to dive right into like the biggest traumas. It's like, no, we got to... <laughs> They get educated and build capacity and go through this process, right? So yeah, just check out all that stuff and uh, and and start learning more about yourselves and your your nervous systems and and get into these deeper layers. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Thank well, you. thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Really great to talk with you. You too. Seth Lyon, y'all. Seth Lyon. Seth Lyon. Seth Lyon. Not Lyon. Seth Lyon. <laughs> Yeah, so we needed you guys to hear that conversation so then we can process together um, our own trauma. That's Sorry, what we're doing. at the monitor. <laughs> it's because yeah. we're so gorgeous. Well, because, okay, so we were getting ready to smoke our outro, thinking about our conversation with Seth. We- Does he smoke <laughs> yeah. our outro? <laughs> yes. No, we were smoking and making getting ready to make our outro uh, yeah and we were just like talking about our conversation and being like yeah this thing happened and is exactly what we're talking about and then for me this thing happened and it's exactly what we're talking about yeah so we thought we would circle back it now oh, are we it's okay it's i think it's gonna keep doing it oh, okay but that just means that we're real youtubers now because it, it focuses and unfocuses <laughs> uh yeah so so the whole thing was like, like how have we healed our trauma? Yeah. What are like examples of how this, is, how our lives have actually changed by like looking at our trauma and processing it? Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And just like how, what, what are the things that we do in our own lives <laughs> that have healed our own traumas? Because we have been on a healing trauma healing journey for many years, many, many years, years now. 
I would say like since before Mara was born. I would say. I would say like 2017, 2016. Yeah. 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 Totally. That's probably the right. Yeah. 15, 16, 17. Right around there. I think. Um, So we've like been listening to the things and like getting the tips and the tools um, to heal our own stuff. And so we were just going to share. This one has has a stem in it too. Damn it. We'll just work with it. We'll just do it. Um, yeah, so we just wanted to share the things that we have done in our own lives. We want, and I guess, shout out some of the people that we follow. Um, I'm trying to get back to what I was saying earlier, and that was just like a, such a great segue into all of this. Oh, just like, okay. Our, my own healing process from what I have learned through like Lacey Phillips, shout out Lacey Phillips and Two Big Magnetic, um, their whole she teaches manifestation, yeah, manifestation and magnetism, yeah, and he- through healing. yeah, and to be magnetic, you have to heal traumas, and she goes through like she does a lot of inner child work mm-hmm. where she taught us how to like recognize a trigger. And then go back into our childhood to figure out what created the trigger and then heal that moment, which is creating neural pathways in our brain mm-hmm. um, and like reparenting ourselves and reprogramming ourselves. So that that, that memory no longer triggers us. Yeah. And it's it's healed and we can find a, a new healing space in our own brain in our own selves yeah she was probably one of the first people and also amber khan who is a tarot reader and yoga yeah. teacher on youtube mm-hmm. who like for was it in 2020 she started talking about psycho cybernetics or was it before that i think it was like 2019 if not 2018 yeah she's been she talking about it for a, for while. a long time and <clears throat> this book psycho cybernetics was written in like the 60s by a plastic surgeon who was noticing that the people who um, he would do plastic surgeries for like if they if they had a, some mental block about the way that they looked that it wouldn't make them feel better to get the surgery on the other side mm. and then he started working through all of that and realizing that you can change the way that you think if you see your mind as like a machine as like a radio to that you can tune your frequency mm-hmm. to different places and so like most of us have all of our dials set to these because of the trauma traumatic society that we live in that we've grown up in and all of the ancestral traumas we carry our our machines our radios are like naturally pointed to negative dials like sad Mm -hmm. dials all of these blocks and whatever but we can change our dial Mm -hmm. we we can learn how to reprogram our radio right so that has been a huge realization that yeah, through neuroplasticity, you can yeah. just reprogram. And what's that going science on. is new within the last like five to ten years. Like that's this science, this neuroplasticity science is super new and it's super helpful in the world of trauma healing and PTSD work mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. And I want to even, you know, I would like to say that our like rave days total healing yeah total total healing happened during those moments yeah 
uh, total unconscious healing, mm-hmm. but definitely healing. All the psychedelics and like just mm-hmm. being around all of the other people mm-hmm. on psychedelics, like it's it'd be impossible not to. Exactly. If you're like already <laughs> on a healing quest, you know, I think yeah. that there are plenty of like rave kids who are just going to get blasted, you know? Yeah. And to have fun. Yeah. But for the people who are like meant to have a different view of reality, you yeah. know, like definitely the rave days. Yeah. Like we said earlier. Help that. Like the ones who aren't ready to heal their trauma. Right. Won't heal their trauma. Totally. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of talked before about how like gloving was like a light language. Oh or, my God, you know, is, yes. a, is a light language. Dude. Okay. To get on a tangent. Right. I have thought for so long that, I mean, like, music festivals are portals. Okay. This is going to get. Okay. <laughs> Everything's so a portal. So pre, pre-Astro World, we're going to, you know, like, we're not, we're going back when we were doing raves in, like, 2016, 17. I don't even, I don't even remember. It would have been 15, 16, 17, 14, 15. Yeah. I mean, we've been going to music festivals for so long. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, but like Ray, like EDM music festivals are a total, totally different vibe. Yeah. And we were definitely doing drugs Mm -hmm. and altering our minds Mm -hmm. and our perception on reality. Mm -hmm. Therefore experiencing other people's perception of reality. Mm -hmm. And within those music festivals, there's like, you're just like hyper aware of everyone living in their own little reality mm-hmm. based on like their like style the, tribes yeah. and their campground yeah. and like yeah. all of these things, which I think is like the beautiful thing about these music festivals. But there's a point in the night when <laughs> yes. the light shuts, gets dimmer and the darkness pops out. Yeah. And it's way past like when sundown is mm-hmm. probably around like three to four to five to six a.m. Mm-hmm. You really see the things behind the mask. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to gloving and that's like the art of finger gloves and they do like movements Shade. and when yeah. you and they're doing it into your face. So you feel like you're like in the lights and like light code, like going back to light codes and how that is just hand movements and energy waves and like things that are being pushed into you. Mm-hmm. And these people are sitting in an altered state, very much not grounded, getting energy, literal light codes into their like extreme field. Yeah. And like. Hopefully, the person that's giving you a fucking light show is not an evil gremlin yeah. who's trying to take your soul. Right. But they're, you totally. can see they're yeah. out there. There's definitely people out there who are giving off those bad vibes. Yeah. And yeah. it's such an, it's, it's just crazy. crazy. It's crazy. It's so interesting. It's just so interesting. Yeah. So anyway, if you get a light glove, be careful doing... Yeah, do your drugs safely. Know who you're doing them around. Yeah, don't... Buddy system. Yeah, just be aware. Just be aware. If you feel bad vibes from somebody, mm-hmm. go away. away. Yeah, but... See something, say something. <sighs> anyway, healing. Trauma healing. Trauma healing uh, with light. Okay, so... Let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what? the thing... So... Okay, yeah, so these things <laughs> happened yesterday. This, within the last... 
12 hours. Well, 24 well, hours. Like 48. I would go back to like Tuesday when we had our manifestation meeting. Okay, sure. Just we met up with some of our manifestation ladies who are we're a very powerful 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 group <laughs> when we get together and we talk about a lot of crazy things we had a hangout session on tuesday that brought up a lot i personally have been watching outlander which is have we talked about this i don't think we've talked about okay. this year okay so good so good outlander is a netflix show or it used to be it's on a, showtime it's a stars show. stars it's all but you can be you can find it on netflix the first few seasons um this where this woman in 1945 or something go her and her husband travel to Inverness, Scotland. Her husband is this historian who is doing research on his ancestor who has been said to be to like die at the Battle of Culloden. And so he's trying to find his ancestor. They're a British couple. Yeah. Thank also. you. They're a British couple. Um, so they're in Inverness. She they witness this ritual at these stones she touches the stones she gets time traveled to 1740 whatever whatever. like a couple years before the battle of culloden which is the which was the battle that ended the highland way of life yeah and brought scotland back under british control yeah by whatever not king george is it the same yeah Bella who so. did the colonies? King George? Yeah, I think the so. First? Yeah, I think. I don't know. I don't remember. But so anyway, lots of trauma. Lots and lots of trauma. They sh- that with the English, like <clears throat> the English were horrible people to the Scottish who they saw as like lower than them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And so in like the show, it's just woven in and out of like generational trauma and ancestral trauma and while watching outlander i'm remembering like past lives and like ancestral things and i'm feeling all of these own my own like trauma coming up while watching this and like because if you've also listened to the show for a long time we like we had that conversation in 2020 about our like mixed raceness and how there's like all of this shit built up in that too Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll come into a head. Thank you, Outlander. Thank you, Outlander. But oh, really, thank you. Yeah. It's so good. It's so like good. it's so good. Like everybody, <laughs> you need to watch it. But I'm just like dream, literally dreaming of the Highlands of Scotland, right? And like one of my like inner voices is Scottish, is Scottish now. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah. Like I've awoken my Scottish Irish ancestors more yeah. than they've been awakened before. Like yeah. they're awake <laughs> and strong behind me, but they're very loud the bagpipes are loud but um so So, yeah so this is like just context for (laughs) or the The story yeah yeah. like this week yeah so and plus it's the full moon in leo Leo. which i think means like stepping into like just like getting rid of your inner child bullshit essentially and coming out from behind your the inner child mask that you've created for yourself into being like who you're supposed to be and who like your self love yeah. to and yeah yeah uh shining your full self yeah full shining potential. light on your yeah. true authenticity yeah 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 so all of this is happening all of this to be said i'll go first sure. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday <laughs> 
Okay, so yesterday I we came over. I came over to Ashley's because we were shot our new front bumper. What do you think? What do you think? I think it's pretty cute. Um, but I was like moving just like literally the lightest table over there. I moved it to move it, you know, just like ugh, adjust. But I was bent over and I adjusted funny. And so my back hip pelvis gave out and like just like a total like that was such a stupid like that didn't need to happen moment. <laughs> So I'm like in pain trying to like do this and like move the couch. And I'm like, okay, I need to slow down, sit down for a minute because I'm, you're literally in pain. (sighs) Sat down. Is, would that be your typical way to sit down or would you typically, I would typically just like keep going. I would keep moving shit and like whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm a woman. I'm a strong woman. I come from strong females and i don't need no man and deal with it later i can deal with it later the that's the wrong that's the the wrong (laughs) wrong that's the trauma that is the trauma so i sat down kind of like came to (laughs) and was like okay i can get back up i can do we can do this situation it wasn't really even that big of a deal. Like, I yeah, feel like it was, it was way bigger in our heads. Yeah, no, my it, head. yeah, much more of a production it took than a long, it was. Longer time to set up the shot than it did to take to, to do, do the, the shot. shot, which was great. Yeah, and so we yeah. did it. I do the thing. I drive home. I'm like, I'm. I was leaving Angeline's. My backpack's heavy, and I was like, you know what? This hurts. I'm definitely in pain, but I can do this. Whatever. Let me just do this. And uh, that voice was totally my mom and her mom's mom and like their parents. And like, I, I knew it was them. Mm-hmm. I knew it was them and I was embodying it and I was driving home and my leg was like giving out. And I'm like, okay, this is, I need to be home and not moving and I need to just like chill. And so I get home, I like hobble in st- upstairs, I like get all my shit off and I'm laying in bed. And in my head, I'm like, you just moved a table. Like, why did you even hurt your back? Like feeling the like, sh- ga- the shit, the shame and the guilt of like, you hurt your back over something so stupid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I just like, it's not that, okay, it's not that big of a deal that I hurt myself. Like people hurt themselves and then they get better and it's not that big of a deal. And I was like, well, now you're helpless. Like, you can't participate. You need help. And now you are the reason why someone else needs to do something for you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you're inconveniencing somebody else. Totally. Totally. Totally hate that. And I'm like, okay, I am. But I would be inconveniencing my partner, Warren, who... Will tell you, tell me to not carry groceries, to tell, like, he wants to help me. He's always pestering to help me, pestering in the most respectful way. (laughs) But, so in that moment, I was like, okay, I can be sad that no one is helping me in this moment. But also realize when you're like sitting alone in your room and you haven't asked for anybody. Yeah, to no yet. one need no one no no one knows I need help. Nobody knows you're in pain. No even. one knows I'm in pain. I'm just like in by myself, just thinking like, wow, you just really suck right now. Like you, you can't, her, move, a you table. can't move. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> can't move a table. Which for a Taurus, I'm like, 
that I think is like one of the things that hurts the most is I'm like, you couldn't move a table. It was like, <laughs> anyway. So then I was like, no, I really need to ask for help. Like I literally can't go down the stairs. I like, I stood up to put pants on and got like lightheaded. And I was like, okay, this is like some real, this is some stuff. So I asked for help and he helped me. Obviously he got me dinner. He took my dishes. He like got me water. Like he did everything because he's amazing and wants (laughs) to help me anyway. Yeah. And then I was like stretching and he was, you know, it was fine. was healing. Mm -hmm. And then this morning I was like getting ready to come to record today. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better, but not a hundred percent. And Warren's like, do you want me to drive you to Ashleen's? And I was like, you know what? I think I can do it. I think I can do it. And then I was like, cause my friggin' aunt, that was my first, my ancestors. Like she can do it. She can. And I was like, no, I don't want to. (laughs) So yes, please. It was like, do you want me to? No, I can do it. Are you sure? No, I'm okay. Can you please (laughs) drive me to Ashleen's and help me set up? So that's how trauma and processing trauma shows up in my life. (laughs) (laughs) It's in physical (laughs) back pain. That is the, the back pain of my ancestors moving through my pelvis to be healed with me asking for help that's great because i mean that is so like nobody asks for help nobody asks for help and the other thing is like when people that i'm experiencing in the motherhood community is even when mothers ask for help people don't know how to give it properly yeah just be like oh you're doing a great job here's you know good job instead of like here let me take your baby or like cook you a meal (laughs) or like let you take a shower or whatever yeah so yeah yeah, nobody asked for help so for you actually asking for help when you needed it even something over like something seemingly small yeah you know like because oh i tweaked my back mm -hmm. i shouldn't need somebody to do all of these things like i can i can do it even though it's just i tweaked my back yeah but no yeah. Somebody can help you. you, especially when you have somebody there who's willing yeah. and like ready to help oh, you. Willing and ready participant. I yeah. Know. Take advantage. And yeah, no, that's yeah. totally healing. Yeah. Which I would like to report that it's, pro- I mean, it's probably the Empower CBD body oil. Shout out. But my hip is feeling better. Probably because I didn't have to do a lot. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm healing faster, physically healing faster mm-hmm. because I didn't let my ancestors bully me into <laughs> huffing it around yeah huffing in, huff, i don't know moving shit that's too heavy huffing yeah 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 so, whatever that's healing ladies Hell and gentlemen yeah. shout out hip shout out warren shout Edney, out warren for being the best yeah for sure great so yeah that's that was that happened yesterday so this has been like such a trauma healing week already yeah. No, for real, because it happened to me too, uh, <laughs> all within the same tr- like time frame. So let's see what happened Tuesday morning, which is the morning we went to get our coffee. So we're aligning our timelines again. Tuesday morning, Adam and I, he was going to watch the kids, so we go meet up with our gals, and we just had this little like early morning squaffle. Not everybody's, no, everyone's awake yet, totally. and you know whatever things are said and. Whatever. So the energy had just been a little bit weird between us for the that the rest of that day, and then 
over the next day. But meanwhile, like he's also we're in this whole transition of we bought our RV. We're going to sell our house. We're going to start you know, moving and traveling the country. So he's been in a weird space of grief from leaving work and you know, leaving all of his friends behind, <coughs> of course. But then also like transitioning into this new role of a jobless person but not a workless person you know mm -hmm. like it's just kind of the weird it's the perspective shift that we've had yeah. a year two years three years to right be able to right adapt to mm -hmm. he is now adapting he is now adapting and it's literally been like three days and um so so yeah so the energy has just been kind of off between us for the past couple of days just you know knowing all these things are already going on with him so giving him the space to just you know, heal as he needed but then I was sitting here last night just kind of in my feelings like oh is it is it was it this is it just work is it just leaving work is it this whole transition it was it me did it say did I say something that like really offended him when we were arguing and I'm just don't know about it or you know whatever and I was like I really I could I, I could go and I could ask him like what a revolutionary idea idea he's out working on the RV trying to do some renovations I could go ask him how he's feeling but that would involve like getting up off my comfortable couch not smoking another bowl and <coughs> not watching this youtube video that i just clicked play on yeah and like going to be vulnerable with the person who i am like should be able to be the most vulnerable with yeah so i almost stayed on the couch and i almost sat down and then i was like no you need to make the effort to communicate and that's how partnership works is like communicating. So I got my coat on cause it was really cold outside and I went out and I was like asked him and we had a conversation and like now everything's fine. Yay! And well. it's literally just a lot is happening in this week. And that was why the energy is weird. I would just like to point out, um, the way not to like expose mom and dad, but the way <laughs> that mom and dad fight, a fight happens, miscommunication happens, they both retreat into their own corners, mm -hmm. and then that's kind of the end. Yeah. Which you or dad will come and find mom and they will have a conversation. But usually, from our perspective, it was just like explosion and then a retreat, and then nothing really. We never saw that anything happened. The resolution. At the end. Yeah. So, to retreat and to not want to talk about it right. is totally the trauma that you watched yeah and we watched and that's what my go-to also yeah is to, to retreat and yeah. to not talk but so yeah yeah and just to brush it under the rug because it'll just it'll dissolve. just fizzle it'll just fizzle it'll be fine but, but no, it fizzles into resentment. It's resentment it's bitterness that's literally yeah. like you stuffing an emotion down into your nervous system and creating a trauma that will then, if Become you don't deal with it, it leads to the dis-ease dis we this were talking about. It's fine. So, <coughs> yeah, happy to report that I processed through that one and uh, am on the other side and it's okay. fine. Everything. See? Life is life. See? You know? And that's the other thing is you work it up in your mind so much. <sighs> And yes. I was actually thinking about this when Lion when when Lion was talking when Seth was talking Seth Lion You're, he's <gasps> oh only Seth Lion to me what we talked to Seth Lion under the, the full, full moon in Leo <laughs> that's so magical that is magical okay, 
sorry. I forgot my point. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Well, when you, we were talking, we were talking about communication. Tra- uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. He was he was saying that trauma is being is taking you out of the present moment and having you focus on the past. Yes. Right. So for me, I was also thinking that anxiety is taking you out of the present moment and making you focus on the future. And like for me, a lot of my anxiety comes from imagining scenarios of like, what if this happened, this is the conversation that we would have and this is how it would go. And it would probably, this is probably what they would say. And this is probably what yeah. would happen. Yes. Or if I take yes. this route, yes. this is probably what's going to happen. They're probably going to hate me. They're probably going to oh say that this is stupid. Totally. And so I'm not going to go down that path. Mm-hmm. So then I just do that. And all of my paths just end up being negative. Yeah. When all along, if you just take like the medium road, it's just like the medium result, you know. Right. If, it's just the a, an uncomfortable conversation in the it's like immediate yeah, present, yeah. but you're not like psyching yourself up. Right. Right. You know, like, future tripping. So yeah, it was like anxiety is future tripping, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. dealing with your traumas is it's like past clutching. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> past just getting stuck in. <laughs> quicksand past soup <laughs> past soup past soup so yeah so trauma this trauma, is a, a healing our trauma in real time i was we were even talking about it a little bit with seth like uh processing this is getting faster yes the more that you do it and the more that you're able to just like look at self-evaluate and look at your where you, where you are in your mm-hmm. actions it just, I don't know, for me, it's getting faster. I would agree. I mean, this was like a total of 48 hours. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, today's Thursday. We, and that's the Tuesday. other thing. It's like, this has been, I would say, close to a decade of us learning about this, you know? And it's just now getting yeah. to the point where it's like, okay, I can see this. I'm going to figure it out. And then we're going to move on because we don't got time to sit. I don't like, I don't want to be uncomfortable sitting in my anxiety for more than 20 minutes, you know, unless it's like a really intense, you know, like an intense thing. There are some big ones that that need a little, like what's that supposed to say? Like either you can't just dive into the big ones straight off. You need to kind of peel them back, scrape them back a little bit at a time. But the ones that are like happening in real time Mm -hmm. to in real time also process it is like super important there's another i was gonna say i don't remember i have a thought on that so there's this whole idea that we've been playing with where like if we are the universe expressing itself as as humans or whatever and the purpose of that is that the universe can have experiences so the faster we process things, the faster we can like send data back to the source, to universe, and and then like move on to the next experience without getting stuck so in true. like that karmic washing machine. Totally. Where you're like cycling through over and over again doing the same same lesson yeah. different people. Which is basically transhumanism, right? Cuz if you if you get stuck in your own karmic loop, because, like, say you made, say... Transhumanism in, is downloading your consciousness into a I know, database. but if if we are, if, like, we are the consciousness downloaded into a human database, then, and if your consciousness gets stuck in a karmic loop where you're just, like, I don't know, had mm. some vow to somebody and you can't do yeah. things because of you, the vow that you made in your past life. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
then you're stuck. That's kind of like a transhumanism where you're just like downloading yes, into yeah. a program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I would agree. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. But yeah, um, I, w- I remember what I was going to okay. say. So at the end of our conversation, which I keep referring back like they didn't, you guys ju- didn't just listen to it. But um, <laughs> Seth said to when you're healed enough to share or be of service, then you should be. And that's kind of like we are. I, I, I don't we, I keep talking for the both of us, but I am not definitely not here to heal anybody else but myself and not in and i'm not healed enough to heal anybody but i am healed enough to be able to share my process with everybody which is why we definitely came back and to do this like last segment because we were ready to just be like bye Bye. we'll use a pre-recorded thing and get this episode (laughs) out but then we were talking we're like no there's more to unpack here yeah so because this is how we can yeah this is how we can be of service and give back yeah and it is like a total there are bigger lessons that you recognize Mm -hmm. in your life Mm -hmm. to and like those are definitely big things that you need to heal but being able to like yeah it is a process and it's self-awareness is like number one first key i think so Wherever you are in your journey is great, (laughs) even if it's the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, it takes a long time. We've been, we've been dipping our toes in for a decade. Yeah. If not like my whole, like, I feel like this has been like a whole life thing. I agree. Like just noticing that something was off about everything and what you're being told versus what you think you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. All right. I mean, I guess I am only 28 and if we've been doing it's like half most of half of my life. 18 years. I don't remember. I don't know what kind of math I'm doing. Anymore. <laughs> I just got really stoned and then divided my life into numbers. That didn't make sense. <laughs> right, okay. Well, let's get out of here. <laughs> um, thanks Seth Lyon thanks for Seth being Lyon. amazing and closing our neurodivergent loop. It's probably not. It's never not close. closed. It's We're like the, I back. feel like we've crossed on the other side of the infinity. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but cross the still point and are now back on the outer cone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Catch you next time, everybody. Bye. Visit our website, chronicals.com, for show notes of current and past episodes. Follow us on Instagram at chronicals underscore podcast to check out what crazy things we're up to. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the video versions of these episodes. And make sure you hit the like button and the notification button to get notified when we post a new video. Rate, review, and share our hilarious podcast. You didn't do the thing with me. Oh, sorry. Hilarious. <laughs> because the best recommendation is from people you trust. See ya. Bye. Bye.